I'm Marshall. And this is the Save Yourself Podcast. A randomized deep dive into the Face Down Records discography. Episode 20. 22. <laughs> that was good. Um, this, uh, uh, we've had like six episodes straight, maybe just four of us not knowing the band that we're listening to, so that's been cool, because I feel like a lot of which has happened, we've known the album or the artist, so it's been fun. Um, I like when I don't know who they are. Yeah, it, it's then scary. Because I, I don't know what to expect. And it's not going to be 121, so. Hey, we're still referencing that. <laughs> so, this episode we're viewing Strike First 2009 release of Earth From Above's album, Numbered with the Transgressors. It's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. There's uh, 10 tracks, about 30 minutes long. This band is from Los Angeles, California. They formed in 2005 and disbanded in 2011. Uh, they are pretty much a straight-up deathcore band. Yeah, melodic deathcore, death... Not even death metal, I wouldn't say. No, nah, just just straight deathcore. Blackened, melodic deathcore. Very, very blackened. More blackened than I was expecting <laughs> for a Christian band. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, nowadays too, there's really, really heavy Christian-fronted bands, but in 09, like, this was probably pretty, pretty, like, hard-hitting for... Well, it was kind of, kind of the peak of the blackened hard, or blackened deathcore yeah. genre as a whole. And their lyrics were pretty overtly Christian, like, um, a lot of what they were saying was in, like, around the realm of, like, impending doom and for today, like, as far as the... Ew! <laughs> as far as the religious side of it. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <sighs> With that being said, on vocals, we have Josh Cortez. On guitar, Anthony Hernandez. Also on guitar... Oscar Mora. Oh, there's a second vocalist? Second vocalist, yeah. Kevin Welsh. I did not know that. You didn't notice the two different distinct... There was the black metal vocalist and then the... I mean, I thought he was the same guy. Nope. I thought he was killing it. On drums, Mike Kano. And then on bass... Oh, you <laughs> Roy Quesada? Quesada? Quesada. Quesada. That sounds good enough to me. Sorry, Roy, if we pronounced it wrong. I did my best. Well, I, uh, I reached out to Oscar, asked a few questions, and he was like, probably be best if you talk to Josh, which is the vocalist. One of the vocalists. One of the vocalists. And I was like, <laughs> I reached out. Can you get me in contact? And guess the fuck what? He did. Shout out. He got me in contact with Josh. Oscar, you, you the MVP. Thank Josh, you. Thank you, you Oscar. MVP. Thank you, Josh, for taking the time to help me out with this stupid podcast that no one listens to. <laughs> but we love doing it. Except for Griffin and uh, B-Mills. B-Mills. Our two fans. <laughs> but I asked, um, how did y'all come to be a band? You know, that's always a a good first go-to question. Like, how the fuck did y'all form? Like, what, what made this happen? Well, Josh said, originally there were two separate church, in quotation, rock bands. 
that came together to form what came to be known as Earth from Above. They were a group of high school friends who shared the same interest of heavy music and worship. So, hmm. it's, it's just interesting to me that two Christian rock bands rock. Just, just decided to go fucking balls to the wall heavy. But, also, you know, heavy music is better than just fucking regular rock, so... Always. Eat a dick if you disagree. <laughs> and if you do disagree... We'll tell you how to get in contact later. I also asked him uh, what band or bands got you into heavy music. Josh said, Kill Switch Engage, As I Lay Dying, Zao, Unearth, Haste the Day, Still Remains, Evergreen Terrace, Mortal Treason, and Black Dahlia Murder. I mean, great influences. <laughs> which you can tell from yeah. this album. like you Especially Black Dahlia. Like, as much as they're not like a death like a death metal band a lot of i feel like uh the drummer mike i feel like he listens to a lot of black dahlia murder there was definitely don't, don't, don't know but. there was definitely a lot of black dahlia murder influence and some as i lay dying mm-hmm. that you could like you would hear the parts and be like uh-huh yep i can kind of hear some of the others but those two in particular just like yeah. stand out absolutely um and then um we asked josh uh what bands influenced your style and sound? Um, he said, in the very beginning, their first lead guitarist, David, was influenced by Unearth and Azalea Dying, and also For Today, while writing the album. Ew. <laughs> and once they established uh, that they wanted to gear towards like heavy metalcore, grindside, um, we were influenced uh, by bands like All Shall Perish, Job for a Cowboy, Whitechapel, Sea of Treachery, and Crimson Armada. Sea of Treachery is a very underrated band. Yes, it is. Um, and also, the first record by Crimson Armada is very underrated. They kind of like fizzled out and did some weird stuff that I'm not going to go into. But that first Crimson Armada record is a very good metalcore album. You know what Armada sucks? Hmm. Armada on Mars. <laughs> Kingston Falls. <laughs> and then we asked them, uh, how did... Earth From Above get signed by Strike First. And he said they recorded their first EP, Partakers, in 07 and went on to self-manage many tours and they pr- promoted the heck out of it on MySpace. On top of that, they mailed it to every major label um, and they said months went by without them hearing anything from anyone. They were really upset uh, because they had a huge local following um, and just kind of thought that it just wasn't going to happen, that they weren't good enough. And then he said shortly after that, Jason Dunn from uh, Face Down and Strike First emailed about d- discussing an album deal for the relaunch of Strike First Records, which, if you don't already know, it's like Face Down's imprint um, label. And so they met They met Jason at a burger restaurant in Buena Park and signed their first record deal there. Uh, Josh said it's funny because while they were meeting Jason, one of the cooks came out and told them in Spanish... You guys look like a big deal. Can I get your autograph in case you get famous? <laughs> they said that was cool. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> we we also asked um, why did the band end after six years? Because, you know, they formed in 2005 and disbanded in 2011. Was it a need to move on? Family? Careers? Ran its course and felt no need to continue? All the above. 
And Josh said, honestly, a little bit of everything, which seems to be the case with any band that we ask that. Uh, some members started their own family. Some got started into great careers, but we all kept in, and still keep in touch. Most of these guys are my best friends, and I love and cherish them dearly. And then, the Aeroso Classic question I always ask a Face Down or Strike First band because I want to see if they're willing to admit or if they're just going to not say anything. Any crazy stories from around the time of this album, such as in the studio or on tour? Josh says, LOL. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to answer this. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> then he said, well, yeah, anytime you go on tour, there's going to be crazy stories. I remember asking every show in every city if we could crash at someone's house, and there was all, almost always a crazy story there. Not going to say why, but Dallas was for sure one of the wildest times. Sure would like to know what happened Josh? to Dallas, Josh. Josh, just just from being a a musician that's been on tour, anytime you say it's been it was crazy. Guess what? Other musicians know. <laughs> You're not hiding anything from not answering that question. <laughs> it could have been anything from drugs. Sorry, you're on a Christian label. They don't have to know. It could have been a threesome, foursome. Oh. <laughs> I was not expecting you to go there. I'm going everywhere. You could have seen your best friend's dick. Oh. Uh, the the owner of the house could have been like, check out my tits. You know, like, anything is crazy, really. I mean, hell, yeah. we've had, we remember that place we stayed in Kentucky where everyone smoked weed 24 fucking 7 and the kids just ran around and jumped on you while you tried to I sleep was, and I was literally almost suffocating. Remember I almost punched that kid one time? Yep. Well, everyone <laughs> and everyone was, was like, whoa, 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 I was a kid. I'm like, I didn't know. I was asleep and I got uh, jumped on. There was like 10 people in that house in the living room and everyone was smoking inside. And I think the only people that, that didn't smoke, I, I know it was me, Jeremy, and Jeff, like... I'd love. I haven't talked to them about this, but I, I would love. I would love to know how they felt because I was dying inside. Oh, they they hated it. <laughs> that was also the tour that I brought those weed cookies on, and Jeff got pissed off at me. He was like, "You brought weed cookies in my van." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ask folks things like this, Marshall. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was, it was I was excited on my first tour. I wanted to get high and fucking play shows. And <laughs> that, that is true. It's weird now. You like. Now I don't smoke, and Jeff does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the tables have fucking turned. <laughs> so, but seriously, thank you, Josh and Oscar, for, like, responding. Reaching that's, out. That's just, it's tough to get a response on a lot of these. And thanks for the great detailed answers. We appreciate it. Well, that brings us to the deep Dive. Mm. Mm. So track one is Redeemer. I wouldn't even call this a track. Yeah. Track one. Well, <laughs> damn it, I, I called it a track. You did. All right. Track one. <laughs> Redeemer. Greater love. It's really just like a. It's an intro. It's 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 a little blip. It's it's it fucking flowed perfectly into track yeah. two. It's an intro. They just you, named like, got it. Got my attention. It was like, is this still the first track? And I was like, yeah, no, it's not actually. <laughs> 
Um, so it flows right into burials, which immediately I was like, this sounds like In the Midst of Lions, which is not a bad thing. I, I love that band. Um, but uh, the, the first thing, so two hot takes from the first minute of the song. First hot take, the drummer is very, very good. Second hot take, if I could slap whoever decided on that China cymbal sound and how far away it sounds from everything, I would do it three times. It drives me nuts. There was multiple breakdowns and groovy parts on this record that were ruined, in my opinion, by the China cymbal. So. Well, this is, this is the first track with vocals. First track to let you know that there were highs and lows. Also, first track that should have let you know that there were two fucking vocalists, Mark. I, I had no idea. Fast-paced, blackened deathcore. Yeah, very heavy, which, which like is, we said. For which is weird for to be a you know a Christian band where like I love it blackened, but it was nasty breakdowns. Had the nice guitar harmonies. Did the China symbol bother you, or is it just me? I think that was just you, but I wasn't. Because I, I wasn't. I wasn't I paying attention. Didn't say anything about it. I wasn't paying attention to the China symbol at first. Okay, because I capitalized it. I just put weak China symbol. There was a good halftime breakdown. There was also that one string lame solo thing. Yeah, I, I'll that, talk about the solos later. <laughs> well, not all, not all of them were bad, but not all of them were great. But that one was a lame, because you, you know I like my one string riffs. Good God. Yeah, we're going to keep going there, Mark. <laughs> Every damn time I fucking choose, I'm going to... Even if we're not talking about a one-string riff, I'm going to start bringing that up. <laughs> Track three. You pronounce this one. Fathom. I'm guessing it's like Fatima um, from the Bible. Oh, Fathom. see? That's why I don't know. Maybe. That's why I don't know it. Might, it I don't read the Bible. It might not be. Um, so Fatum. Really heavy intro. <laughs> really heavy intro. Like, I, I already... So, track two, I knew it was going to be a heavy album. And the beginning of track three, I was like, that is very heavy. So, I, in my opinion, it was dialed up a little bit. The, just just off this track, I feel like the drummer had to be tired already. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he's moving. Um, he, like he, he's he still had, playing. Cause he, he's had, he had to be cramping up. Yeah. And if he wasn't, he drinks a lot of water. Good um, good job, Mike. I, there was these like kind of cheesy, kind of okay gang vocals. Gang vocals are a mixed bag. You you can do them perfectly in every way from the way the mics are, the vocal pattern, the the spot in the song, and they can be cheesy or good. So like they're just kind of a toss up to yeah, me. Yeah, it can, it can be um, fly with Jesus or it can Oh be, god, that was so bad. Or it can be I love that you retain like I have to like expel all these negative like times of this podcast cuz I mean we're like 22 episodes deep at this point and so like there's lots of stuff that I've forced out of my mind. Um, I, I try but I have I have the uh I just have the curse of remembering shit that I don't want to. Um, and then there's a really... So after the gang vocals and all the mm, uh, nice thrash part, there is a blast beat section, which there's many of them, so this doesn't really help. But there is a thick tremolo part 
guitar like breakdown like old oh that, blood that comes cleansing style that sweet dual uh, like guitar harmony uh, thing. yes yeah it was so good that went into the nasty breakdown at yep. the end yep and to me the the slow breakdown like even even now in current times with like as the recording quality of stuff has changed and like tightened up and like everyone's like compressing everything slow breakdowns just really don't do it for me um I've I've just never really been a fan, um, and they they definitely like sl- slowed it down a bunch on this song, and I mean it was fine, but then the China came in and I was upset. So, uh, <laughs> track four is salvaged, killer vocal pattern at the beginning. All right, tech as fuck. Yeah, super tech. Blackened as fuck. Very like uh like dying fetus esque with like the vocal pattern and like cattle decapitation. Uh, it just, it was, like, very, like, rhythmic with the vocals, which is, like, that tech death vibe, which you don't get from bands like this, because, like, Impending Doom doesn't do it, For Today doesn't do it, In the Mist of Lines doesn't do it. Fuck For Today, quit talking <laughs> about them, god damn. But still, they're, I mean, they're, if nothing else, as much as you don't want to admit it, they're, like, an integral part of Sorry, hold on, hold on, let Christian me, let me rephrase. Fuck Mike from For Today. <laughs> For today, you're okay, I guess. Except for the last track on every album you've ever put out because you just go all like... Do you feel better? Not really. My throat hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this song was very tech death. It had a great feel. Um, The only only thing about this song that I didn't like were that (laughs) the crew vocals were kind of... They were whack. (laughs) They were just like... Towards the end... You were like, wait, what? Yeah. Towards the end, the song kind of lost me. I literally wrote... I wrote, like, great feel, and then last half of the song, song went kind of downhill for me. Like... Just went for today. But, I mean, honestly... (laughs) For me. In in my head, (coughs) the pitfalls of being a band that doesn't do the tech death kind of stuff, when you start a song like that, you just don't really know where to go. Because, like, if... If you're used to something, you just are like, this is sick, like, we want to, like, put this in a song because it's different, and then you're like, crap, what do we do with it? Um, so, e- I mean, even if that's what's happened, I'm glad they did because I love the beginning. Track five, Vital Signs of Rude Awakening. That's a sick title. I'm a huge fan. Starts off straight up blast, just but then it goes into that uh then it goes into some as i lay dying riffs yeah very very big riff with like more tremolo like i i love uh that that golgotha with blood tremolo parts where it's like a breakdown super simple and just like a haunting tremolo in the background it, it was a it was a groovy breakdown after those as i lay dying riffs and then it had that that trim picking part into yep. the heavy southern two step riff, dude. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That that tough guy two step part was so nasty. They did one two step in this whole album, and boy, <laughs> did they make it count. It was filthy and southern. Oh, like it, it like was it was so it was, dirty. It was like, like for a band from California, they're like. Hey, 
let's get some of that southeast in us real quick. I'm and they turned you. it into a two-step, and, like, it was just so nasty. Yeah. It's like the guitarist had just, like, heard, like, Caution Dangerous Curves Ahead by Maylene. <laughs> so, but then out of that nasty two-step southern-ass riff, they go into that nasty-ass breakdown right after it, and you're just like, like jaw, hit, jaw hits the floor. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it it was very nice. Very, and but they they did go into like the oh the tap breakdown. No, that into the the not so clean sweeps. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, hey, like respect. I'm over here on a podcast. I can't sweep, so like I can, but it's with a broom. <laughs> that was so bad. And it would have been cleaner than that. <laughs> yeah, if if I was the engineer, I would have been like, hey man, like. Like, I'm down with doing this, but, like, we're going to need to clean it up. And, and, and I mean, like, they were sweeps. They were on there. If, but if, if it were us in the studio, it would have been Justin going, hey, I'm going to re-record your part yeah, for I'll, you. I'm a sweep for you. <laughs> well, and also, too, like, I f- if a band nowadays does, like, sweeps on it and they're filthy, I feel like nowadays it's way easier to clean it up. So, also, at the same time, hats off for using the raw recordings. But they were a little rough. But, hey, I mean, you made it. Like, that's all that matters. You did some sweeping, but you didn't get all the dirt, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't don't know if that was was Oscar or Anthony. If it was you, Oscar, I'm sorry, because you're the one that responded back. (laughs) If it was you, Anthony, you you know, I doubt you even know who the fuck I am. So, Merry Christmas. Alright, so track six. An abstract struggle. Right into a fast vocal hit. Um, again, the you have two vocalists, so you're just getting like a vocal assault. And now it makes sense. Because in my head, I was like, there wasn't, there's barely any time in this whole record there are, that there aren't vocals. Um, yeah. And there was like, it was like right, right in the middle of the song, er, er, everything kind of cut. Into like this really like, like, choppy like, like spazzy breakdown, um, and it was just like a bunch of like like quick quick changes, um, and it was I mean, it was it was fine. This was the first song that made me get made me go like, damn it, are the are the bass drums triggered? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it was the first. It was the first song that I like noticed it because. Oh like, really? Yeah. Oh like, man, they stuck out so much. In, in a well, good you're way, a fucking but, drummer. Yeah, that's true. But tri- I don't know. Like, I don't know. Just bothered you a little. A little bit. Yeah. I like the more like, you know. I know double bass is like. Yeah, it's it's tough to have me it, music like to this get, to without get, a lot of triggering to get both you know both hits to like hit at the same thing, but like. I don't know. Tr- trigger just seems a little too perfect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, in if, if, is there a way to dial back the triggeredness? Like yeah, to I make mean, it to make it where like it seems more natural, it more as, natural. A, as opposed to just straight. Yeah, and I mean, like I noticed, and I forgot to mention this, but in Salvage there was like a little like a like like but it was too it was too clean yeah i mean it was like it was perfect which i mean it's in the studio so they're gonna clean it up but i do like for there to be even if the drums are programmed like there are ways now at least that you can add some imperfections into them where they still sound like 
don't yeah. know, that that's that's my main takeaway from that song though. Like it's it just like I like I like the more natural. Yeah. Even though it I mean granted you know this genre is not a more natural type feel is based off of fucking production value. Yeah, yeah. And you can, for 09, they did great. You can listen to this kind of music on an album and be like, yeah, and then go see the band and be like, they suck. They don't do anything like mm-hmm, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they fucking tightened everything up. Yeah, which is, which it's is not them. Which is why I guess I like the more natural feel because then at least when you play live, people go, yeah, same fucking band. Right. Not Like, what, what do you want us to do? But with that being said, that brings us to uh, track seven. Redeemer from the Waste. I'm going to go grab a beer. <laughs> so, well, while Marshall grabs a beer, I, I kind of thought because of the, the, the title, it was going to be like an instrumental track, but it wasn't. It was a full track, which, hey, I can respect. Um, there was like a really nice circle pit type riff, and it seemed like this band... Was adamant on the backa 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 backa, which, I mean, that's circle pit heaven. So, I have zero problems with that. There was okay. My my only real problem with this track is everything cut, and then they went into this really sudden, very choppy breakdown, and it just. It was just very out of the blue. Um, oh, that that odd ass breakdown. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. back from my beer, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that odd ass, like that was such the weirdest timing. Also, I'm pretty sure, uh, based on this song, that the drummer is a robot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they they really put him to work. They honestly did. But yeah, that breakdown was fucking. I just wrote oddest breakdown. Like, I don't. Even, I'm not even sure oddest is a word. Yeah, most odd. It was like, all right. So, go listen to it. Like, if you're curious. But I can just paint a quick picture. It's like if a song is going like, bum 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 bum, and it quits, and everything goes bow, digga 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 da digga digga da digga 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 bow digga digga da digga digga da digga digga, then everything stops. And then it goes back into the song, bah, 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 with vocals and everything. It was so weird. I'll probably yeah. sound like a moron, but if you no, listen to it, you'll be like, oh, I see what no, he's saying. The, the breakdown that you did after the pause and be, and going back into it was more rhythmically on time <laughs> than that than the breakdown that they yeah. did because that was such an like. And if that was if that I think they made up a time signature. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's play uh three seventeen, <laughs> and you're like, what? listen to it trust me you'll be like oh shit that is a new fucking time signature because that shit made no sense but worked in a weird fucking way yeah yeah that's true um all right so track track eight is it numbered with the transgressors is that eight yes all right so also a heads up there was like an error on their spotify page uh i don't know if the guys know this or if even like Strike first if or face care. down is aware. Or yeah, or if they care, but like so like track six on Spotify is an abstract struggle and then track seven, eight, nine, and ten are numbered like Death of Ignorance is listed twice. So me and Marshall found like three different 
places that had the same name. So this one is number with the transgressors. But if you're listening on Spotify, um, it is... Uh, oh, wait. No, it's seven. No, it's eight. Oh, eight. So number with the transgressors. It's listed as... They'd, oh wait, one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> now six, you're gonna seven, count. eight. No, uh, Death of Ignorance. The first Death of Ignorance. That's nine. That's technically nine. Yeah, so if you listen on Spotify, Number with the Transgressors is listed as Death of Ignorance the first time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry it took him four and a half minutes to tell you <laughs> I'm that. I'm telling you, well, it took us a while to figure out what the heck was going on. Also true. Um, this song was, I mean, it was fine. There... It just, the breakdown that they kind of started with close to the beginning was kind of the same as that choppy breakdown. So it just kind of felt a little recycled. But I. It had cleaner sweeps. Yeah, the the guitarist is very talented. But a lot of the. It's, like, I don't know if, if the guitarist, like, I feel like he probably plays. Wait. Like, blues or something. Because there was a lot of, like, like like, tonally different solo approaches, which is cool, but it just, that they just weren't exactly in the key, so a, a lot of them kind of came off weird. With, with this song, we're going to go ahead and cover another segment that would usually come later, which is uh, Triple L, Leroy's Lazy Lyrics. Uh-oh. In this song, there's a line, it's not necessarily lazy, it's just more stupid. And this is why. He says, Those who don't fear death won't die. First off, <laughs> yes, you will. You can not fear death, but guess what? You're still going to fucking die. <laughs> but they're, they're talking about like... I know what they're okay. talking. I okay. know what they're talking about, but that's it's not a true statement on their part. <laughs> you cannot fear death. Like you can believe in heaven. You're gonna die to go to heaven. Yeah. You don't just continue to heaven. Like you, <laughs> you die and move on. That's that's my point. I love how upset you are. I'm very upset because it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. The delivery also wasn't great. Also, the delivery wasn't great, but like, everyone fucking dies, and if you believe in heaven, guess what? That's where you go. <laughs> but also, if you believe where you're going to go, that also sends you where you're going to go if you believe in that. So if you felt like you lived a bad life, and you're like, oh shit, I'm scared to go to hell, guess what? You're going to hell. Marshall's hot takes everyone. Anyway, <laughs> All right, let's move to track, track nine, nine. <laughs> Death of Ignorance, which was that fucking line we just talked about. <laughs> Um, short and interesting. That's all I wrote. Yeah, it was like <laughs> I don't know, man. It... Track ten. Yeah, it was like twenty seconds long. <laughs> the antidote. All right, this is like a five and a half minute track, which I will say they kept me entertained the whole track. So good job. That's not easy for music like this, unless you're like more on the death metal side. I feel like. Because if Black Dahlia has a six-minute song, everyone's like, um, I'm here. But if, like, In the Midst of Lines was, like, seven-minute song, you're like, mm, that's a lot of breakdowns. <laughs> Here's my hot take from this album. Deathcore band should only put out EPs. 
Yeah. Because I, after after four to five songs, like, especially if you're not changing it up enough, yeah, it, I, I get bored. Yeah. And, and I love this genre, but, like, I started getting bored around track seven. Yeah. Well, when, when, I'm just, I'm trying to. Get your words together, I'm Mark. trying to say it in the way that I'm thinking it. After we played like the third song, in my head I was like, "Why, why haven't I heard of this band?" Because a lot of this is everything that I like about heavier music. Like I love when there's like a really heavy Christian band that doesn't sing, like, and that's kind of rare, especially nowadays. And after listening to the whole record, I kind of see why I haven't heard them. Not because they're not good. But like it's just like they Wait, had they had everything. You were talking about not singing like you don't enjoy my epic. I do like my epic, but they're not a heavy band. Yeah, but they. I don't like mixing my okay my my singing and screaming unless it's done really well. And like eight out of ten bands that do do it, I hate. And the other two, I'm like, okay, I'll allow it. But as I, long as you don't fear death, you won't die. <laughs> and it's not to say that. I don't like this band, or I see why they didn't make it, but, like, they just, I feel like if they could have come out with another record, I mean, it it would have, like, been that next level, because um, we haven't listened to the EP yet, and I'm going to go back and listen to this, because I don't think it was released well, uh, on a label, but I'm going to check it out to see. It was released on a label, a small label. Oh, really? I can't remember, excuse me, can't remember the name of it, but it was. Hmm. However, I will say... Even though this came out in 2009, at least it wasn't 2020 Deathbreaker. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it held up really, really well. But I, I just think there was just a couple of moments like where they just missed that wow factor. Like, to me... Wow. To me, like, <laughs> I keep saying in the midst of lines, I apologize. It's getting annoying. But... No, it's not. Everyone likes it, Mole. <laughs> but, like, I, they have... Their songs are good, and this band's songs are good. They're recorded well. This band's songs are recorded well. But I feel like In the Mist of Lions has those couple of parts in different songs where you're like, that was sick. Like, I haven't heard anybody do this. And I think every time this record was just like, just right on the ledge. And I mean, it is a it is a great release for 2009. But um, I'm, I'm glad to have heard it, because... Like, this is right up my alley of things that I would like. Wow. <laughs> you jerk. That's what you're doing on your phone. Good lord. And if anyone's wondering, Marshall Lilly was just on his phone, and right when I finished, he held his phone uh, speaker up to the mic and just played that. So, thanks. No, I didn't play anything. We had Owen Wilson in the fucking house, <laughs> and he said, wow, and then left. Because that's what happens when you pay people money to come onto your podcast <laughs> and sponsor you, unlike Pringles from last episode, who hasn't oh, sponsored us yet. I want some more of those Pringles. Good lord, they were so Unlike good. PBR, who yet has to sponsor us, even though we have mentioned their name many a times in our podcast. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> we're at the end. Oh, yeah. The antidote? Yep, it's done. Uh, No. I still got a couple of things to say. All right. Had better solos than uh, War of Ages. <laughs> and uh, they ended with ramen. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> and that brings us to whatever segment is next. The YouTube? I don't fucking know. No, it's the Leroy's Lazy Lyrics, but I don't think we have that. No, we already did it. Oh, yeah, we already did it. YouTube recommended. The first one is oh, it's a classic from Face Down, Gideon. Their full album costs. Number two recommended from YouTube is Alice in Chains. <laughs> what? Rooster from MTV Unplugged. Oh, good lord. And the third, we checked this out because it popped up. This is sick. I'm glad you had to pronounce this name. Yeah, cause... frick. All right. So the band is The Raven Atarchy. Autarchy? Autarchy. Ah, A-U-T-A-R-C-H-Y. Figure it out. Konashi. Their full album. We listened to like two songs off of it. Tech Death, Deathcore. Very good. Very fucking good. And the fourth YouTube recommended. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Number four. Is Drunk Amy Winehouse better than 90% of today's sober artists? <laughs> Video. Probably. <laughs> that was great. We didn't watch that one, so I couldn't tell you. But if you want to watch some weird shit, go check out, uh, what's that, that sun thing? Oh, God. Hug the sun? Yeah, that cult thing? <laughs> Good grief. That was so freaking weird. So now it's time for Band of the Week. Um, so my, my Band of the Week is Hot Mulligan. They came out with an EP, um... Like, they also got retweeted by fucking Paps. Hot Mulligan did? Yeah, on uh Really? Yeah, on on Twitter. Oh. I know. PBR's being a bunch of bitches towards us, but they love some Hot Mulligan. <laughs> and I love their new EP. Uh I won't reach out to you. It's like uh indie pop punk sad. It's very good. I'm I'm a huge huge fan. Um Marshall What's yours, dog? Oh man, mine's actually an album, like the whole the whole album. Ooh, okay. F- from uh, 2014. Mhm. By a hip hop group. Ooh. Called Hail Mary Mallon. And just a little background info for you. Uh, if you don't know who Mary Mallon is, she was also known as Typhoid Mary. Oh. But uh, Hail Mary Mallon is the group. It's a it's a two two dude group. It's Aesop Rock hmm. and Rob Sonic. That's cool. But it's their album, uh, Bestiary. It's like just it's solid all the way from track one to track whatever the fuck that's on it. Nice. Speaking of, have you heard the new J Cole record? Nope. It's pretty good. There's only like a couple of songs that bring me back, but. Have you heard the uh, new False Tongues record? Nope. Yep, no one else has either. Because we're on. still working on it. God now, damn it. My favorite segment of every week. Of every week. Snaps for Wade. Thank you, Wade. One snap equals one prayer. And one prayer equals if you don't believe in death or whatever you don't die or something <laughs> all right so do we have some hate mail oh I think buddy we boy do. we do i don't think you want to read it though oh dear 
Let me read it. I I haven't seen it yet. So if you're gonna read it, you have to you have to read it word for word. Oh, that means there's cursing in it. I'm not gonna read it. Go ahead and read it. <laughs> I I don't curse. I just don't. I don't know. There's no like. I don't have anything against it. I just don't. He just doesn't. At this point, I just haven't for so long. There's no point in me starting. This one is from our good dear friend oh, and it's listener. From he's he's B-mails. about to trash me. Hey, Mark. Oh, great. It's me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and your wrong opinion about the one-string jam. <laughs> butt wagon. <laughs> he called you a butt wagon. I he appreciate did. that. That's fucking beautiful. Butt wagon. I'm going to start using that one. So I actually really love 121. Oh, Mark, you have trash taste. <laughs> Whoa, we didn't even get through the email, and you're already bashing on I, I hope you send some more, B-Meals. Tell me what else he said. But it's all a nostalgic thing from high school. I found their album Grenade in the ninth grade, and I loved it. But looking back on them, I will admittedly say <laughs> okay. they aren't great. Okay, you don't have trash taste, B-Meals, I'm sorry. <laughs> but when I need something mindless just to jam to, that's one of my picks. Oh, so you still listen to it. Ew! No, he listens to Grenade. Oh, okay. Grenade does have some good songs, though. I can't wait till y'all get to it. So he's saying he likes 121, but he's yeah. only mentioning one album that we haven't even covered. Yeah. But he also admits that they're not yeah, good. Not that great. Okay. All right, B. Mills. I, I got you, dog. I got you. He's got you on that, but he still ain't going to like the one-string jam because he's a butt wagon. Nope. I'm just, hey, you know, it's just the way things roll. If you would like to call one of us a butt wagon, or if you'd like to call one of us a fucktard, or if you'd like to call us a gosh gee golly williker poop mess because you don't curse, you can find us at Save Yourself Pod at gmail.com. You can hit us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Save, Save Yourself, Yourself Pod. It's so easy. It, it It's so easy that it's almost cheesy. Oh, it ain't easy. It ain't easy being cheesy. But apparently it is because y'all some cheesy fucks <laughs> not sending us some hate mail. Please send me some Pringles. We still in Pringles. <laughs>